0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: If I ventured in the slipstream between the of your this episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by RickRunGoods.com. All the stats, tools, and info that I will be referencing on the podcast can be found over on RickRunGoods.com. A lot of big things happening right now. We just unveiled a brand new custom model where you can plug in strokes gain from certain courses. You can mix strokes gain data uh, together. So if you want to put in the same model last 50 rounds putting, but also last 12 rounds on approach. You can plug in strokes gained in different scoring conditions. That one's a personal favorite of mine, different courses. So you can kind of look at comp courses and who does well on easy courses and hard courses. It's really just a dream come true for someone like myself. So if you are listening to this podcast and you aren't already a member, but you do play DraftKings and you bet golf seriously, could not recommend. It's a better time to go sign up uh, than when we just unveiled this brand new tool. Plus, premium Slack channel, all of my written work, my DraftKings article every single Wednesday. Really sneaky good DraftKings week last week with Ram and Kitty Yama in the core four. You'll also get my course preview every Monday morning, which is where you can find my full breakdown of the course. That is live right now on RickRungoods.com, especially during the fall swing when... I'm not usually doing the Sunday show, so sign up today using promo code Andy so they know I sent you. That is the important part, and we would love to have you as part of the team. All right, coming up on this podcast, Bermuda Championship Picks with Bradley Todd. I know it's not the best field in the world. I get it, but guess what? The money is still the same if you have a good betting in DraftKings Week, and I plan on doing both because I see some good opportunity. On this board, especially for those that are willing to do the legwork. So brought on one of my favorite people to talk golf with, Bradley Todd, Lost for Words podcast. He's been on the podcast before, but not for a while. So it's good to talk to him again. So without further ado, let's get to the podcast. All right, Bradley Todd is here, Lost for Words podcast co-host. He's been on the podcast before, but I don't believe we've done this since... I want to say it was the Valspar. It, You're it up early. It was yeah. the Valspar, right? You were up early, my friend. And uh, mm-hmm. I see you got your coffee there. But thank you so much for joining me on this for you early Tuesday morning.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on again, Andy. Like, I really like, thoroughly enjoyed it last time. And uh, yeah, it's the early morning, but nothing <laughs> better than waking up and watching some golf. I mean, go chatting some golf even. So well, yeah, I'm excited.
1: You know, I was just saying, I whenever I do it with you, or Bamford or Tom Jacobs. One person is always so. It's I'm on. I'm on the Pacific Coast. I'm in California. So it's it's ten. It's ten forty for me. Six forty for you in the morning. Yeah. But I like talking golf with you guys. So I I it's always think done. It's, it's the
2: sacrifice we make, isn't it? Right. Sacrifice.
1: I I always think it's worth it, and I want to have somebody on this week that I knew was going to put the time in. I you know I will not <laughs> be the first to to sit here and defend this field is it's in full disclosure, probably the worst standalone PGA tour field that I've ever seen with that being said, Brad, Mm. I still believe there's always opportunity. We were just talking off air about how, if they give us a betting board, it doesn't matter if it's what tour it is and you've actually become the master of finding value on some of these random tours. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I would say that my expectations are somewhat tempered in terms of the viewing experience and my excitement around actually watching this event. But I think we've got a pretty interesting betting board.
2: I think so. Yeah, I, I, I get quite, I know some people won't be sort of tuning in this week or sort of seeing the field and lost a bit of interest, but yeah, like you said there's always an opportunity and i think you can look at this event and there's certain ways to tackle it and uh there's i i get quite excited trying to sort of find the the value in fields like this and uh it creates like a whole new obstacle and a test than your other usual uh pga tour events so yeah, i'm excited to hear your thoughts and uh i'm ready to go well
1: let's dive right in the first thing i want to start with though before we even get into the odds board have you taken a peek at uh, this weather yet this week
2: i have indeed yeah it looks brutal a bit like last year so that's i mean this is one of the most weather impacted courses isn't it um so you really always have to look at weather like when you're when you're here so yeah the weather looks crappy like thunderstorms and rain throughout so we might not even see four days you know four rounds so
1: right that's a, so that's what i was thinking man so there appears to be this Tropical disturbance is what I'm seeing. Not a mm-hmm. tropical storm yet, which I guess is a good thing. Although they said if it becomes a tropical storm, it will be named Lisa. So that's a situation worth monitoring, I guess. I guess we're in the disturbance range and we're not quite yet at a potential storm, but we're at the point where if it is a storm, we already have a name for it. So we're probably yeah. not too far off. But listen, I think you know for DraftKings- wait as long as you want to get the most accurate weather report i will talk much more about the weather in my wednesday DraftKings article but we're recording this on monday night and we're going to talk about betting so if you want to wait until ttoms come out tomorrow before you make any bets that's probably the prudent thing to do i couldn't help but fire on some already but yeah the weather is probably going to be a thing this week problem with podcasting you got to get it out in time so people yeah. have something to listen to is is the fact that it's going to be windy and raining does that change anything in terms of like the players that you're looking for
2: yeah i think so because i think you saw last year didn't you there was like uh lucas herbert like normally you get your shorter plotter types that show up here right but i think with the wind it really i think it sort of brings the bombers sort of into play a bit i think who was up there last year? is like taylor Pendriff was up there as well so yeah i think maybe you you sort of when the wind's blowing you can sort of brings the bombers into play a bit more so you, you don't have to target sort of like the, the ryan armers and the brian stewarts of the world um so yeah I, I think um you definitely need to be targeting players who have experience like playing in the wind like on these coastal tracks um and have shown up on leaderboards in the in the past in these um in these troubled conditions
1: Man, Um, I'm just looking at it again now. It even changed since I last looked at it. I only looked at it last night before I went to bed. So so Thursday looks okay. And then Friday, Friday. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday look absolutely brutal. Mm -hmm. And we're talking pretty steady rain, pretty consistent winds between 18 and 22 miles per hour with gusts up to 29 on Friday. I have no idea if they will be able to play golf in that. When I was in... When I was in Ireland about a month ago, it was pretty steady gusts of twenty yeah, mile per hour. Trip? Winds did you did you love it? it? I it was it was unbelievable. Have you been? Hmm. Have no, you been? Oh,
2: I've been to, oh sorry, man. I, I, have, I have been, but I've never played golf there.
1: <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> I'm, still, getting, ha- I'm still half asleep, as you still, can tell. Still waking up. Um, do you play are you a golf golfer yourself?
2: Oh, I'm slowly getting into it. After living abroad for so long, I'm sort of, um, I've come back and I'm, my brother's a very good golfer. My dad is, so I'm starting to get a bit better now. Um, I've got like a handicap of 16. So yeah, I'm started. I can, I find it tough to find the time to play at the moment and have people to play with. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, it's just find the time.
1: Okay. Well, I would, I'd highly recommend, I mean, I mean, in your, if you're 16, you're, you're you can play. You're a good enough golfer that you'd be able to get around these courses and really enjoy it. I'd highly highly recommend returning for golf.
2: I peaked when I was younger. That was the the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you were telling me last time you spent because you just reminded me when you said you were abroad. You spent some time in Japan, right?
2: Uh, it was was not Japan. It was China. It was China. Oh, yeah, China. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, that no, it was it's good, but it's obviously I couldn't play golf out there, so that was a bit of a um, bit of a shitter, but, uh, no, I love my time out there. Um, sort of dipped at the right time, given, um, the whole COVID situation. So, right.
1: Right. yeah, Right. Well, 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 back to, uh, back to this weather report. So yeah, you know, listen, we played in, I played in 20 mile per hour gusts with some rain, you know, you can, you can play in that. It's definitely not pleasant, but is doable. But once you get past, once you get past 30 miles per hour that's when balls are going to start rolling off the greens and players Mm -hmm. will be miserable. I mean, they do keep, they keep these greens slow because you know, it is right on the coast and conditions like this do happen in Bermuda, but you know, Mm -hmm. uh, truly who can say situation here? You know, I, I, the thing that's tricky too, if there are delays like Sunday and Monday are supposed to be really bad too. I'm seeing just Mm -hmm. now. So it's, you know, it's pretty much raining semi intermittently until 6 PM on Monday. So it's yeah. not like if they have a bunch of delays, they could just cram a bunch it's, of holes in on Monday.
2: Could well get reduced, or might even not just get called off entirely, depending how bad it is. So, yeah. mm. so I hope they I hope it goes ahead.
1: Right. Well, they'll refund our bets. So, I, you know, here's yeah. the thing. I, I, the top of the board, and feel free to throw out any numbers. I, I've actually seen a fair amount of variance. Uh, so, I across mm-hmm. bucks. So, I'd encourage people shop around a little bit i'm i'm looking at DraftKings right now and denny mccarthy is a favorite at, at 14 to 1 adrian moronk is right there at 18 to 1 he's someone i actually am keen to ask you about because he's yeah. he does a lot of his work on the euro tour thomas mm-hmm. dietree 18 to 1 hubbard 25 seamus power 25 russell knox 30 patrick rogers 30 alex smalley 30 justin lauer 30 grayson sig 30 uh SH Kim 30. Those are all the guys below 30 to one on mm-hmm. DraftKings, Brad. Do any of those uh pique your interest at all? Well,
2: I've got to admit, um, what what did was Smalley in that range?
1: So Smalley is right. outside. 30. Yeah, we can uh, you know Smalley's in there. We can talk about yeah, Smalley. Shout out, God, I'm
2: I'm massive on Smalley. I think Tom's pretty big and uh friend sky is as well. Like he definitely tempted me up top, um, but he hasn't had the best start to the year. Like he finished poorly at the CJ Cup. He obviously has a couple of results that sort of pique your interest. Um, the second at the Corales and the SIP, the Mexico Open. Right. He's Coast like a
1: coastal course. Yeah, it seems like
2: he does, but then he doesn't have results at Pebble Beach or um, I don't think he showed up at the Sony either. But so it's sort of like I don't know, but there wasn't enough for me. I didn't go there, but he was someone I was uh I was thinking about in that range. Um, but I think he's going to get his breakthrough win at the Winden at et So, right. I'm that sure would I make sense. He's
1: a, he's a Duke guy. And and I think yeah. he had his first start at windup. I'm with you on Smalley. I, I had a lot of interest in terms of the course fit. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I saw all those results at Corrales, um, and Puerto Rico and, and those courses as well. And that piqued my interest. The issue is he is something's off with his irons right now. And I, mm. I, uh, Every start this season, he's lost over two strokes on approach with absolutely no signs of it getting any better. Like he was minus 3.2 last week at the CJ Cup. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he beats me, he beats me. But I'm I'm yeah, too concerned with the iron play to bet him at 30 to one right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll pass on him. But I think the guy for me um, up the top is probably Aaron Rye. Like mm. he is the one that is appealing super accurate off the tee he's great in the wind and in tough scoring conditions um if it was to get really bad which it's looking like it is i have my doubts about him putting on bermuda that's the only thing i haven't really seen yeah unless unless i've missed something i think he's been pretty poor right
1: he has been that's a very fair concern i i had that same one
2: okay cool yeah, and then he's, yeah, he was tied 15th at the Mayakoba on his debut, tied 24th at the Mexico Open. Obviously, they're both coastal traps, and Mayakoba is always a good comp for this one. Right. Um, and then won the Scottish and Irish Open, I think tough conditions, um, showed up at Valderrama, which is another one. Um, yeah, there's so much to like. He wasn't great here last year. I'm not sure if he was in on the wrong side of the draw or not can't remember um but i, I reckon he's been showing some really good signs recently hasn't he? he's been um so i think he's the one up the top especially given the conditions like he's just seems a no brainer for me
1: I-, I was gonna ask you about that because i know he won uh at the renaissance club that year was it pretty windy it was, my- yeah, yeah, it was I- I- yeah i have like a faint memory of that as well that was uh is was it the playoff that year with uh, fitzpatrick maybe um anyway it, yeah so he, he i mean renaissance sure. club scottish open i mean his his win at the scottish open is you know as much of a big dick win from any of the guys that are <laughs> kind of at the top of the betting board right now i mean what yeah, that's definitely. a that's he, he's he's proven far more in his career than denny mccarthy has who's half the price I, I just wanted to ask about Moronk too because I, I don't yeah. have I don't have much data on him and I know you're tracking the Euro Tour uh far mm. more closely than I am. Is he I saw his name jump up to the top of the Polish, bench, and I know Polish he, Tiger
2: Woods. Yeah, he's been is, he's been
1: good recently overseas, but but do you mm. think he's the type of type of player that does he have a card by the way too is he someone no no he doesn't have a card more. i asked tom
2: yeah. i was like i don't know obviously you always get some random invites here. why
1: is he playing um, yeah
2: why is he playing it's the most random thing ever and he comes straight in at the top of the board and he's won once um, especially in a tropical
1: group. disturbance yeah, yeah really Trump disturb. I, I
2: for me it's an easy pass <laughs> it's a really easy pass great player i really like him as well um but he needs um generous fairways you know he he can really let it rip, um use his power. and he can, he can he can really like spike and ball striking as well. Um but yeah, this is not somewhere I'd be targeting him, so um because he can't really take advantage of his strengths. So uh, yeah, I'm happy to pass on the run. But he's a, certainly a player to keep an eye on and,
1: and and then, as a euro guy, I'm sure you're a Dietrich guy. I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. when d Di- I feel like when Dietrich came over, all of the people that bet the Euro tour consistently were just like, oh, you wait, just you wait. And I have, I think it was, I bet him at Sanderson and he was what? The 36 hole leader oh, yeah. on Friday and did absolutely nothing on the weekend. And that seems to be Get a bit used of to some that, amount. my friend, yeah. get used to
2: that. <laughs> Honestly, like he might be the most painful person to bet on. Um, <laughs> like he's brilliant. The talent is there. Um, It's all there to see. But it's just the amount of times he gets in positions and just shits his pants. And he is really is like he can't win on the Euro Tour. Um, So I struggle big time to even entertain probably 30 to one, let alone 18 to one. And that is the honest truth. Um, right. and it's sad to say, cause I'd love to see him get a win, but I, I don't know. It's tough after watching him for so many years now. Um, and he does the same thing over and over again. It's like until he gets that win and he's at these odds, then I'm, I'm leaving him alone
1: for what it's worth. And this probably helps us with the temptation a bit. He was like, hit the ball horrendously at the Andalusia masters, which was very surprising for me to see. He lost 4.1 off the C 3.2 on approach just across the board, which is just a really uncharacteristic ball striking performance. For him. He did, he did gain six strokes putting, you know, it, it could totally just be a blip on the radar. I'm sure he'll be fine, but that's a, that's a weird weird stat line for him there really considering he, that. he's
2: been playing pretty well as well hasn't he like right the, no he, he has been
1: playing well so you know if i'm gonna bet a guy at 18 to 1 i want the case to be pretty bulletproof so um yep. th- that that was an easy pass for me anyone else that you want to touch on here before we dive a little bit further into kind well, I'll of I'll tell you my
2: favorite bet and I, I took him at 40 to one quite early on um Monday and he's up there but he's come in big time now um I think 33s might be the best you can get and that's uh sh kim yeah um yeah absolutely love him so I've I've hit him at 100 to one in Japan and um so I've always had a soft spot for him and I was betting him a load last year on the corn ferry tour um when he got um when he started competing on that and he's just had a brilliant life, has a brilliant start to life on the PGA Tour. Um, he's got 36th for the Fortinet, 13th at for Sanderson Farms, fourth at the Shriners. Um, shitty week last week at the CJ Cup, 64th. But that's brilliant for me because. It sort of helped with his price. So 100%. I 100%. Like
1: if he finishes top 20, he's right oh, there man, with and He's probably up there yeah. with um, yeah, yeah.
2: There with the favorites. So I quite like to see that. And I might detest obviously it obviously wasn't for him. Um, but yeah, I've, I clocked the one thing. And this is something that I've done for this event. And I, it is a little bit other than two selections it's all eggs in one basket for me because I think this is where the value is at. Like, I particularly targeted uh, the Corn Ferry Tour graduates this week. That's yeah. where I believe the value lies in a field like this because um, obviously it's just a fantastic opportunity for them to break through. It's a like weak field. Um, and they have similar type of tests to this on their tour, like two events in Bahamas, one event in Panama. Um, and so these three events I've targeted as um, as my favourite comps uh when looking at like history uh so yeah they aren't long there's always a breeze and the bermuda greens so yeah and there's a couple in florida as well let me see what is it lecom Suncoast classic yeah and yeah the emerald emerald coast classic at sanderson it's another one which is right on the coast um and that's plays really tough and windy so all of these I i think they're really worth looking at um with uh, the corn ferry tour graduates
1: Right. And I do think you get, you know, he, S.H. Kim, I mean, he had, he had a couple great starts in a row, kind of a heat check last week. And I think that's definitely helping with the number. What does he do? I don't have enough data on him to really like, what is, what is his thing? Do do you know from betting him on the Japan tour and stuff like that? He seems like a great great ball striker and yeah by no, by limited sample good size ball
2: striker yeah no definitely a good ball striker mate and um but he has days where like he's he's good around the greens like i think he's definitely most comfortable putting on bermuda but he has he spikes with his driving accuracy and his ball striking like he i think last week he was awful the week before he was like fifth driving accuracy
1: really I think it was, really good at the accuracy. shriners yeah he came yeah. over four strokes off the sea yeah. Mm,
2: yeah. And then, um, and then the week before that, it was poor again, like off the tee, I think. And then, I, and and it's just sort of like it's just finding the right balance of him. Um, but he seems to have a really good short game, I, and he, I think he's ranked as one of the best putters on the tour right. this year. When I was looking, I haven't got the stats in front of me, right so I was looking yesterday, but which you know this could I don't think it will do. But, you know, you're going to need to putt well on this. And he's comfortable putting on Bermuda. And okay. what I was saying um, earlier is he's, he's has that tied 19th, tie third at the two like uh, Bahamas events um, on the Corn Ferry Tour. He missed a cut on the number at the Panama Championship after opening with 68. Um, so it seems like this is because you wouldn't really have much to go on other than that because he hasn't played any of the the PJ Tour events like the Sony Open, Parito, right. um, Puerto Rico Open and Pebble Beach and the like. So yeah, I think that's a really good thing to go off of. So yeah, I I'm quite big on him. I think he is going to win this year. That's a big big statement obviously, but I do think he will and um this event seems to be like right up his street looking at everything else. So yeah, I'm excited to chance him.
1: Right. Well, I I'll ask you because I'm on I'm on this guy too. Are is, I mean There are a couple guys when you look, when you start getting into the the 40s now, going off the corn ferry tour grads. I love Will Gordon this week. I Will Gordon is a and then there's another guy that I want to ask you about too, but I'll start with Gordon. Um, that's a guy that fits the Taylor Pendrith Wyndham Clark mode really well. I mean, he hits the ball a mile off the tee and he seems like one of those guys where his peers seem to think he's really good. I forgot which podcast I was listening to. I think it a caddy or something was talking about like the sound that the ball makes coming off the club face. He just, it seems like he has it and yeah. in three starts this fall swing 36 30th, 44th. He's playing well. He's had some very nice putting performances on Bermuda all by limited sample size. I just think it's a, yeah, I got him at 65. I see him down like pretty across the board in the high forties and fifties. And mm-hmm. I am fine with that too.
2: Don't mind it at all. Um, I was looking at him as well, because as you said, you know I mean, he's very, he's very popular. I think amongst the golf betting community. Right, um, and, right. and uh, as you said, there's a lot of noise about will Gordon. Um, you know, he's, he's a very talented player and he finished with that 63, which is always nice to see. That's the last, obviously competitive round at the Shriners. Right. Um, I always like to see that so he's come off in good spirits and the only thing that put me off and this is what I was going back on was his performances in these three events last year like um at the Bahamas the two Bahamas events and uh in Panama uh, I haven't got him in front of me right now but I, he wasn't doing too well um, that was great not as great um so that for me was not he didn't tick the boxes, what I was looking for in that aspect. So I sort of passed at the number a little bit further down um, at Corn Ferry Tour graduates that did show up in all three events. Okay. Um, so c- can I shit. guess
1: who your next one was then? Who's that? Sh- Sh- Robert Shelton?
2: No, no, it was not Robert um, Shelton because he he did. And I know he has that tied sit for the Maikova, which is nice. Really? Right. Is. And he started the season well. But, I was
1: surprised to see him so low. I, I you know, I uh, do my pricing and I kind of make my predictions on Sunday where these guys are going to be priced at. I, I do it for DraftKings, and I, I thought Shelton was going to be like seventy four hundred, right, with like Kevin You, who's been, you know, pretty much yeah. Just I'd much
2: rather chance I'd watch at the hundred percent Kevin You, yeah, than Rob Shelton. He's like definitely. ninety
1: ninety one hundred in DraftKings and. 40 to one in the betting markets. I was, I like Robbie Shelton fine. I was just surprised that he was so high and I thought maybe it was something I was missing.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think so. And he, and again, similar to Gordon, I've just got it in front of me now. Um, So he missed a cut at the Sun Suncoast classic, Mr. Cut Panama championship, Mr. Cut at the two Bahama Bahamas events. And I don't think he's got a decent record here in his limited appearances. I haven't got it in front of me. Yeah, let's just see. But yeah, he's missed cut on one appearance. So there is just nothing there for me, really, other than the fact that he started the season quite well. But yeah, he's he doesn't tick many boxes for what I'm looking for. So he's, right. he's, well, a, he's a hard pass. Let
1: me let me get let me get two more quick guesses on your corn for tour guy and then give it to me if I don't get it oh, right. Oh, okay, man.
2: Acro- you, you, it's a random one. No, no, it's not. It's a real, it's a random guy. He's a three-time winner. On the Corn Ferry Tour.
1: What, uh, is he, what's his, what number did you get him at?
2: I got him at 90s, um, but I think he's might well be 80s now. I think he's sort of shortened up a little bit. It, is there.
1: it, is it, is it Kevin Yu that I already mentioned?
2: It's not Kevin Yu. No, I looked at him. No. I looked okay. At him last guess. I, I'm big well, on
1: him. Last like, guess, Harry Hall. And if I'm I'm incorrect not I'm, my, then tell me. My boy Harry Hall. It's not <laughs> Harry Hall.
2: It's not Harry Hall. Um, I don't know. And he's someone who could well show up He's had, obviously had uh, good results um at the Duncan. Yeah, I meetings. like Harry Hall. Yeah, and last I was on him last time out of the shriners, which I think I'm on him every year for the rest of my life. But yeah, not Harry Hall, it's a guy called, and I'm gonna butcher his name, uh Zhe-cheng Doeh but Marty. he also goes as Marty, Marty <laughs> oh, yeah. Doe, Marty Doe, which is the easier way to go. Um, save me butchering his name, but yes, it's sticking with the same theme. It is like the guy is an absolute animal on these type of courses. Like he's a free-time winner on the cornfrow tour. Uh one of these wins came in Bahamas last year. He also has a runner-up and a third place in the Bahamas, along with a tied fourth at the Panama Championship. Um, he also has a tied 16th at the Corales back in 2017. Yeah, that was a Corn Ferry Tour event at the time. Um, it's just his type of test. He hasn't got off to a bad start, like it's been semi-okay. No. He started off positive with like a tied 21st at the um, Fortinet, um, then fifty fourth at the Sanderson Farm missed cut last time out at the Shriners, but yeah, it doesn't concern me too much because he he is sort of a player that can randomly spike. Like I followed him for ages. He finally got his card. Like he's been on the Corn Ferry Tour for ages. But yeah, three missed cuts in a row back in June. Then one, the Ascendant in um, Colorado. I I just think he'll have this one sort of like written down as an event to target. You know, given his history, like over the years of, of these kind of, um, events and courses, um, I think he's going to relish, um, the opportunity to break through here. So yeah, I, I'm really excited to chance Marty.
1: Sold. Yeah, I just did. A, I pulled up his page when, uh, when you were talking there, you're right. He's, he's been good. I mean, he's been gaining off the C2. His irons have actually been okay in terms of the limited sample size that we have on the PGHR.
3: Do you,
1: how much do you know about Ben Griffin? Because my numbers seem to think that Ben Griffin is the second coming of Tiger Woods.
2: Dude, he's another one that I bet this week. So there you go.
1: Let's go. Me too. Yeah, I got him at 120 to one. I think nice. I see him in the, yeah, I think I see him in the 90 range and, yeah. and I have no problem with that either.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I, I bet him at 110. So I think anything um, north of 100 is brilliant. I mean, he had that 4th at the Wyndham, which was right. excellent at the end of the last shorter, year.
1: Shorter Bermuda course with a bunch of wedges, yeah.
2: Yeah, 2nd at the Lacombe Suncoast Classic. Um, tied 8th and tied 12th at the two Bahama events last year. Uh, made the cut in his last two outings. Uh, 24th at the Sanderson, tied 60th at the Shriners. Um, and the only worry is, is that he's been struggling big time off the tee hasn't he um but he's
1: right but i think you can kind of I, I i have off the cd devalued a little bit at this golf yeah. course i i think that no one really hits the fairway here no it's, it's tough to hit the
2: fairways exactly that's what's and right his approach but, numbers have been good unbelievable
1: been good. yeah the 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 bermuda rough here isn't generally that bad and mm-hmm. you know I, I i'm with you i i think my numbers kind of identify him as this again limited sample size but this like really, really strong wedge player and, and really great iron player in general. And I remember like when I hit JJ spawn at the Valera, which is the biggest one I ever had, I hit him at 210 to one. And I guess that's a little bit different because spawn had more of a sample size, but it was one of those things where he was, he was just jumping off the page to me statistically specifically in these like proximity stats. Right. And, and the results were fine um but the numbers were suggesting that hey look this guy is really underperforming in terms of the scoring opportunities that he's creating for himself he could be on the precipice of something really great and you look at Griffin this year and it's miscut 2460th but Again, like I, I'm seeing that this is a guy that is creating a lot of scoring opportunities for himself. And we saw the upside that he has already at with the fourth at the window. Yeah, next, exactly. That can ever yeah. start. So I, I'm with you on Griffin. I am a, nice. I'm a huge, huge buyer on this kid.
2: Yeah, no, brilliant. Uh, not out. even a
1: kid by the way i guess he's 26 years old that's the thing that i always get confused about with these cornfield <laughs> tour guys is like i think for some reason in my head they're all 21 and yeah a lot of them are kind of like journeymen <laughs> that have kind of been around the block a bunch you know
2: yeah no they are and um ben taylor's another one right. um en- english guy like he's sort of um i think he's uh, into his 30s uh, but yeah, made two since uh made two of his last, I think two cuts. No, no, hasn't made it, he missed the cut of the Shriners. So I've got here, uh, made two cuts um since he has graduated back to the BJ Tour. Um but he missed the cut of the Shriners, but he's had a second round 67. Um played here twice in the past, made the cut each time, uh finished 28th and 49th. Um and he's had again, alluding back to some good results on the coastal events of the Convoy Tour. Uh, fourth and tied fifth place finish at the Panama, Panama championship and tied 15th in Bahamas last year. So he's another player worth sort of looking at. I think he's around a hundred to one as well. Um, I quite like him. I quite like him.
1: And then we mentioned, uh, we mentioned Kevin, Yu briefly um, who's another guy that's, that's right on my radar there. I mean, he's just been, he's been playing great over a stroke on approach and off the tee and all of his three fall swing yeah. events. I, again, I, I actually think he's fairly priced. Like, I don't totally understand why Robbie Shelton got this giant boost and you's been no. kind of just as good, but he's he's in the 80 to one range. He's, he's another guy that I probably am close to. And then the other guy, there's two other guys in this range, not corn fairy tour guys, but Chesson Hadley. And I wrote these guys up. I wrote up Chesson Hadley in the odds checker article. Mm-hmm. He's just quietly been hitting his irons really well. And he's had all these really strong performances on Bermuda. Actually, if you look at grainy, slow Bermuda greens, which is the greens that you will see at a lot of these coastal courses, a Capalula, yeah. a YY, even I know some of the Puerto Rico is past pollen, but it's still very grainy and slow. Hadley like. Shoots to the top. He is super, super good on these types of greens. He's won the Puerto Rico. He's got a bunch of top mm-hmm. 20s at Pebble. I am not a Chess and Hadley guy. I'm not sure if I've ever bet him or ever played him in DraftKings, but I'm not, sure. I'm not like, sure
2: I've ever bet him, to be honest.
1: Right. Why would you? Right. But there's something this week in my numbers that seems to g- suggest that this is just a really, really good spot for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 16th in his only appearance here as well, which is always nice to see. Right. So, yeah, what what's not to like? I mean, it's a good number, like seventy to one,
1: isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I got him at sixty six. I got him at yeah, sixty six.
2: So that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, I think it's worth, definitely worth a chance at that number.
1: Anyone else you want to touch on before we maybe uh, go through a few? Although I don't even really have any to be honest with you. I have suite.
2: one biggie.
1: Okay, um, give me give me your big guy, or actually, give me anyone else in the mid here before we move on to that guy.
2: Oh, I don't think there is anyone else in the mid-tier for me. Actually, I'm just having a look at it now. Um, no. I, I'm big on Sam Stevens, but he hasn't really been playing well since coming back up. Oh, not come back up, since graduating to PJ Tour. Uh, he is someone that will, will play well at some stage this year. I'm pretty sure of it, but...
1: Macro buy on Stevens, you think he's... Yeah, he's Stevens.
2: Good. Love Stevens. Michael Kim could possibly show up here. But for me, I've I've missed them, missed this area out and I've gone real deep with um Eric Barnes. Yeah, who I don't know if uh you followed during uh COVID, there was like this period of all the mini tours and stuff like the Outlaw Tour and um the West Florida Golf Tour. Um but yeah that's when I started like really getting to know all these uh these players a little <laughs> bit closer. And Eric Barnes was playing on the West florida golf tour because and they became available to bet on i mean they were the dark days but these sort of mini tours got <laughs> us got us through it and yeah I, I was always betting eric barnes like he was just dominated uh but yeah he had a really good year on the Ferry tour last year he
1: did um, i'm seeing it now top. he's 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 doing it at your spots too the first thing that i saw was that- bahamas and panama
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah, six top tens and um, third place last year, only six missed cuts. Um, he has, yeah, as you said, tied fourth in Bahamas, tied fifth in Panama, and he has a tied fourth at the Saddeston Golf Club in Florida, which I said earlier is a another um, breezy coastal test. Um, he's a Florida resident and, yeah, he plays well on Bermuda, as all Floridas do, um, people do. And he hasn't had the worst start, like, it hasn't been the best, but he missed the cut of the fortinet, tied 45th at the Sanderson, um, and then another missed cut Shriners at the Shriners. But he had two rounds of 70, he missed the cut by two, so it's not too bad. Um, but his approach numbers were good. like He gained 1.3 strokes um, off the tee, um, on the field, sorry, an approach, and it was just the flat stick that let him down. So, yeah, I think he is far too big. I, can, I got him at 300 to 1. He played here last year, um, or it might have been the year before, I think it was last year, and he Monday qualified. I think that he's a, he's a huge Monday qualifier. So but he missed the cut, shot rounds of 74 and 71. Um, but yeah, he had such a good year last year. And um, I think that he could be the type to spring a surprise here, given his um, credentials. Um, I like that he's seen the course. Um, i for for me, I think I don't know if he could win, but like obviously, the, each way, I think if he places at three hundred to one, he, if he finishes the top eight, it'll be a sixty to one winner. Yeah. Um, stuff yeah. So I think he could nab a place. Yeah, at sixty to one.
1: I don't think I have anyone else. I mean, I a lot of the guys that I typically let, like. I'm a big smotherman guy. He's not a long shot this week, unfortunately. I'm seeing Smotherman as low as 50 to 1. Yeah. I, I think I've got a I see a 90 that I'm I'm good with, but yeah, I'm seeing him as low as Callum Terran's another guy that I'm mm. I bet a ton, and Callum Terren's yeah, like 45 really like to Callum one. Taren. I'm used to betting Callum Terram at like 150, 250, which is which is tough. But yeah, those would be kind of the only other two guys that that i would mention shank too i'm a big i'm big on oh shank yeah.
2: yeah yeah he really has been hitting it quite well hasn't he um, yeah irons have been top,
1: great for him yeah
2: yeah they they have and in the same um, region tom made a great case for um adam long last mm. night I, I didn't really Sad look at him i'm gonna be honest yeah didn't really look at him but obviously like he's uh, all, if you look, you look at all the comp course history like mike Coba and uh, the Corales RSM classic. Oh, I mean, he's got it's all there. You know, the Duke, the Duke guys are good
1: on Bermuda. The Duke guys yeah. are always good on Bermuda. They because it's at their course, it uh is mm-hmm. pretty grainy, then, actually. To be honest, it's, it's yeah. fast Bermuda, but those guys always, Smalley, Long, Hadwin, all those guys are good on Bermuda, <sighs> definitely.
2: And yeah. um, yes, yeah, so I think I think he's he's a good um good option in that range. But I have one guy I haven't mentioned who. I really like this week. And that's Brandon Wu. Um, yeah. Cause I think he's got a massive, he's got a really high ceiling. Uh, you know, I know. Really I, he, he
1: kicked my ass in high school golf. I played, I played against him a couple of times. He is a, Did you actually, no Yeah, worries. he's a, he is a stone. Like he doesn't say a word on the golf course. I'm mm. not like in a mean way either though. He's just kind of just, he's laid in. Yeah. He's, he's locked in and, and, and really nice guy. I'm not going to, pretend that we were friends or anything like that but every Mm -hmm. interaction that i've had with him was great and he ended up going on to stanford and being a Mm -hmm. total stud at stanford and he's been in the mix already i mean he was what was it Mexico which is another oh, probably, one, ta, of the yeah. reasons, probably one of the in reasons Mexico. why you like him this week too is he's already been quite good at some of those did he pop it per, Corrales well, too I know I know um, Puerto Mex- Rico tied right. third and that's tied
2: right seventh yeah yeah so there's, there's 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 quite a lot there and then he has a tied sip for the Scottish Open last year as well um, yeah. something um 35th at Pebble Beach you know at the 2019 US Open yeah quite a lot there and yeah he was pretty good last time out 29th at the Zozo so yeah i think he is uh, another one to consider this week There's so many in that range like i think adam long and brandon Woo are really good options and adam shank yeah
1: all right any, uh, what's the Euro event this week? I, we generally do not talk Euro, but you are the, (laughs) you're the master of all other tours. Oh, do you know what? That's been one of my worst, worst tours this Has it really? So, so, so Uh, let me, let me ask you what, what has been, what has been your sweet spot? Has it been Japan, Euro, PGA? Japan's
2: been good. Japan is always kind to me. Um, but the the challenge tour, which funnily enough was my, (laughs) I couldn't hit a, a barn door, um, with bloody um last year but this year the challenge tour has been quality like i've had like five or six um i think five, five winners loads of places and it's just funny how it goes you know like, it's because it's a really it's a really tough tour uh, because there's no stats available which is ridiculous like, so can i
1: ask how you are so good at it then without the stats being available um,
2: i dig deep into social media where people are sort of like, like location, like where they play their golf growing up. Also just generally like how well they're playing and where they like correlations on different leaderboards, you know, where people have shown up in the past um, location form, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, you can have a bit of luck on your side as well. And just, but you just try and bet the value, you know, and um, go with your gut. You put all this stuff into a cocktail without stats and, you sort of make a short list and it's process of elimination and you hope you pick the right ones, you know, um at good numbers. And that's just how it is. Um we're on, on the challenge tour especially. But you know, then you can bet the Japanese ladies tour and they have every stat under the sun. You know, and it's quite good fun like looking into it. And um so yeah, it's it's great. I I, I absolutely love it.
1: For for those that are maybe new listeners to the podcast or or aren't super familiar with your work, I became friendly with Brad on Twitter well over a year ago because he would put out these betting cards for the tours that I didn't even know existed. Right? I mean, I think you were pretty consistently putting out betting cards for not just PGA and Euro, but uh, Challenge Tour, Japan Tour, Japan Ladies. Mm -hmm. sunshine tour right all all these
2: all these different
1: tours and you were hitting at absurd rates and finally uh probably should have done this like two years earlier uh (laughs) you finally like hey i'm putting so much time into this stuff like i'm gonna start a patreon and so tell the listeners where they can you're all your you do post all of your stuff now is all on the patreon right it
2: is yeah 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 it's all on the patreon yeah and it's just um it was a tough choice at the time because obviously I really enjoyed the interaction on, on Twitter. And obviously you can, you can grow a better following, I think just doing it, um, releasing everything on Twitter as well. But, um, I was spent, I started to spend so much time and I thought, you know what I've got, I can't, it's, it's unhealthy for me not to put, put this much time into something and not get anything
1: back, you know? So hundred percent agree. I think that's yeah. a smart move. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, 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 you know, it's interesting my whole work is golf, right? My whole career is golf, but I went on this crazy hot NFL run last year that has kind of started to translate into this year too. And so I actually get far more uh, questions and interactions and people asking me about my NFL picks, uh, at least (laughs) recently, because my NFL picks have been way easier, way, way better than my golf picks, at least as false I have all these people starting to ask me now, like it, it DM me, where are your NFL picks? Where are your NFL picks? Where are your NFL picks? <laughs> it's like, listen, man, you know, I, I, yeah, listen. I put these NFL picks out for free. I don't get paid for any of them. I'm on the golf course right now. I, I, you know, I'll put my NFL picks out when I have time to put my NFL picks That's out. Right, but you yeah. know, you, it, it's a, it's a lot of work, and I do think that you should. I'm not going to make an NFL Patreon. Is not what I'm implying, but I I understand <laughs> that after a certain point, it's like, yo guys, like I put a shit ton of work into this stuff, and you know I'm going to continue to grind for you guys. But like the the there needs to be at least some financial incentive for me to grind this. Mm-hmm. That's
2: right. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Spot on there. Um.
1: Mm-hmm. So tell people where they can yes. find your Patreon.
2: So it's um. So it's just www patreon.com slash Bradley underscore Todd and that's where you'll find everything um I found it really um it's been a really good switch so basically people subscribe and they get selections to their their mobile and through email Um, I give everyone a five-minute warning so there's a a good chance to keep like prices you know so everyone's ready to go they can get their betting accounts loaded up um give loads of alternatives on on the prices um but yeah it's 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 going well i had i'm, I'm coming off a really off after hitting two winners and um, the first two weeks of october i had an absolute shocker last week a lot of um players finishing tied sixth and tied seventh just outside the places which when that starts to happen um you you're gonna have a bad week uh, but yeah in general um it's been a success so far so um, i'm loving it
1: and, and how do you manage with like so, so you have access to. Where do you bet? You're in. You're in England, but you have access yeah. to all of these all of these tours are putting out odds Yeah, so and-
2: heavily reliant on Bet Three Six Five and Sky Bet when it comes to the okay. smaller tours. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, some people they they can't get on with them, and then that's sort of like a, they'll just leave that alone, and then so they'll just bet on the the main tours. Um, so I have two different packages um so you can bet like the main tours so you can bet um dp world tour PJ tour lpga champions tour and that's it and the corn ferry tour so five five of the main tours in my opinion and then which are readily available in other countries like in america and elsewhere um and then you've got the all the tours package which then that unlocks all the quality the q scores and every other tour and well it might get priced up you know so
1: so how many, how many tours per week would you say that you're oh, putting dude, out of
2: Like last for? week, the last two weeks have been crazy because they've all been like tour finals. Um, okay. even, um, Sky even priced up the, the PGTI, which they haven't done all year. Uh, the Pune Open last week, uh, which is the Indian tour. Um, and <laughs> I have one bet in that. And I really like this guy who I haven't bet him since 2019. Um, Amrit Lau, a good upcoming youngster. He's sort of coming age. He was 66 to 1. He finished tied 21st. But... Yeah, stuff like that. It's it's crazy, and when they do price up, you're like, oh, brilliant! But now you're like, oh, now I've got to, there's there's more work to do, you know, I've got to dig deep. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. I really do love it. Um, the mini tours is where I sort of um, really come alive. I really like digging deep and trying to find, um, you know, coming up with a case for to to play someone, you know. And then when it comes off, it's it's excellent. So uh, yeah. so so this
1: week we've got PGA
2: quiet week it's lovely
1: okay so quiet week. so well i was gonna ask you we got pga euro lev we were talking a little bit off air are they gonna mm. give us and you told me too you're like i've been having some success I've with had some success some yeah i haven't had win yeah. a winner
2: a lot of second i had um lahiri should have won He missed a five foot putt i think it was for like eagle um mm-hmm. and but then Ban- he, he missed Ban- that is that and- bangkok think it might have been uh, i think yeah. it might have been no where was that could have been bangkok actually but yeah i think it was
1: bangkok i think yeah i
2: think it was and then and then Lahiri dustin johnson absolutely. hold an absolute monster now that, to that win actually
1: it. might have been boston
2: yeah it could well have been yeah it was boston it was
1: yeah, boston yeah
2: yeah yeah, right. might have, yeah, it yeah, boston. And yeah that was lahiri's first um event um and he was in at like 75 to one and i was like this is he's been playing really well on the pj tour Uh, it's a huge price Um, and then obviously um it didn't come off but second place it was a good was good place money returns but um but yeah dj just hold an absolute screamer so can't do much about that
1: well well, what's what's interesting about live this week i I don't you know they haven't really been offering on american books i mean you can find stuff offshore but they haven't a lot of the main books haven't really had interest in putting them out. It's it's interesting this week because it's a different format. It's at Doral, which a lot of these guys have played before. I've played Doral a couple a couple months ago, actually. So I was a bit I was a bit curious if they were going to put odds out. I don't know if they would have done it with the teams. You know, I'd be lying if I said I've yeah. actually. They I put out. A, leave
2: it alone this week. I think you're just going to be betting. You're just going to be betting teams. I believe. I right. Know. They put
1: out a press release on the entire format, and I would be lying to you if I said that I read it. But I was curious mm-hmm. if they were going to, because I know it's a bit of a different format, and there's some alternate shot stuff going on. And yeah. I was, I was curious if they were going to put some stuff out, because that is a course that I actually do have some stuff on. Um, and I know some of the players have some stuff on, too.
2: yeah, I, I honestly, like it's it's one of those where I was just watching it for um you know sort of following your selections and stuff. And I've got to admit it's kind of grabbed me a bit in recent weeks. Mm. Um, like I'm actually quite enjoying it other than the cheesy the cheesy team names and um, yeah, the, the, and the commentary the, can be. A bit I was going to
1: say, do you watch it with the sound off? Because I, oh,
2: no, I, you know, I have it very low down. <laughs> I think they're
1: pretty bad. Like even the long yeah. course reporters. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, a, I've never not been a huge Faraday guy. Who's yeah. the, who's the woman that they have. The guys does interviews. She's, I'm not a huge fan of, of her work either. And then mm. Arlo's Arlo, but yeah, no, the commentary has been a bit of a tough, a tough sell for me. Bubba's got some potential as an on-course guy, although a little bit, a little a, bit he's gonna be a player or a player commentator. He's man or,
2: of the people, Bubba, isn't he? But I just feel like say. he's he does ask some silly questions sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah and then he'll he be does. like and then he'll just keep saying man, man, over <laughs> and over again. I'm like, Bubba, chill out
1: with a man. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Mullins is Troy Mullins is the is the uh, female reporter that I don't think is super talented mm-hmm. either, by the way. But yeah, so that, that would be the only one. So we got live Euro PGA. Is that this it? Sunshine, week?
2: sunshine tour, um, the Japanese ladies and the Japanese men's. And that's it for this week.
1: Wow. Well, if you want uh, more of Bradley's thoughts on the aforementioned tours, check out his Patreon. Um, until then, anything else you want to plug Brad? Was for words. No, do you guys it. do an episode no, this week?
2: No, not at all. I just want to say, like, thanks for having me on, Andy, and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk golf with you because you're just, yeah, you really are just a very like talented guy when it comes to breaking down the goal I've I've listened to your podcast on numerous occasions, and I really do enjoy like going like after I've made my selections, listening to your podcast and seeing like going through your model and stuff, and sometimes be like, oh, Mike? You know, like we said this last time, like. I, we, I don't do a model really I, it's right. not something i sort of um just i'm very old old school so it's very interesting i know I've, i trust your model and that's had brought you success so I, I really like um going to listen to your podcast afterwards and say oh let's see oh we're matching up on this and he's he's rating out well for andy and you know that puts me in uh yeah in good stead so no i appreciate it andy
1: well, well, one one thing, one thing too, just to, and thank you, by the way, I, I appreciate that. One thing too, just to touch on is like, I, I, I've i learned a ton from you guys just talking to you and Tom. Um, one thing that I think that you guys do really well that I do now, I didn't used to do as much, but you guys are really big on these like correlated leaderboards, right? And mm. And performance on, I guess now people kind of talk about it as like, comp courses right but yeah. you guys are always really really good at finding other places and i've gotten super deep into this with some of the agronomy stuff too and now i'm all over the comparative courses stuff and and it's a massive massive part of the way that i break down tournaments but you guys have been very good at fi- even just the you know i, I, I the way you're talking about some of these places on the corn fairy tour too like I didn't even think about that this week. I was looking at you know Corales and Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and Pebble Beach and even a little Sony Open and yeah. Honda and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I didn't even look. I didn't even think to look at the Bahamas event on the Corn Ferry Tour. But that mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just like this. Makes it so good when we come together and have a chat because we have like different approaches, you know. Um, I think it's really interesting um, to hear like different approaches. So, yeah.
1: All right, Brad, well, I will, uh, I'm going to get some sleep and I will let you, start, <laughs> I will let you stay day, you. but we'll do it again soon, my friend. Thanks for hopping on.
2: Definitely dude. Thanks again, Andy. All
1: right. That is it for the podcast. Special thanks to RickRunGoods.com. Special thanks to Bradley Todd. We'll be back next week for the Coba. best of luck with your bets this week. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream where mobile steel runs crack And the dead and the back roads stop.